Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Josefa Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 This episode is brought to you by Hostfully, a company that helps you make beautiful guidebooks for your listing. Make your own at hostfully.com slash pad. And as a special for Get Paid For Your Pet listeners, you'll get a free guidebook consultation after you make your guidebook. Welcome, everybody, to episode 113 of Get Paid For Your Pad. So I am in Florida right now. I just finished the date with Destiny. If you've heard about it, it's a Tony... Robbins event. It was a six-day event. It was very intense and it's all about how to make the most out of your life, how to always be in a good state and all sorts of other good stuff and learning lessons. So I'm uh, totally inspired and ready to take on life by the fullest. And uh, to start this episode, I I just want to share a personal uh, decision that I've made. As you know, in Amsterdam, the government has uh, has imposed uh, a rule that Airbnb hosts can only host for 60 days a year. And that, that rule has actually been in place for a while, but now Airbnb is going to enforce it and uh, basically prevent Airbnb hosts from renting out more than 60 days for full entire homes uh, by blocking their calendar. So uh, I had to make a decision on what to do with my, uh, my apartment. And I've decided to go ahead and sell it. And I'm planning to reinvest the money elsewhere, somewhere around the world. I don't know where yet, but I'm going to basically do research and figure out what are the places where you can do Airbnb, where it's profitable, and preferably also a place where I would like to stay myself, because that's one of the reasons why I love doing Airbnb is that I can stay in my own places whenever I want to. And so... That's what I'm going to be uh, doing in the next few months. And I'm going to document every single step that I take because I know there's a lot of people who have similar plans, people who want to invest in an Airbnb, they want to do their second Airbnb and potentially also abroad. So I'm going to document everything. And my plan is to put once I've once I've set up this these new Airbnb business in different places around the world, I'm going to uh, publish a book which basically tells the whole story and also has a how-to guide where I'm basically going to implement all the different learning lessons and takeaways that I've had throughout this process. So I'm also going to post regular updates on Instagram. So if you're if you're on Instagram and you're not following me or interested, then you can follow me at Get Paid for Your Pad. And also on my Facebook page, which is also called Get Paid for Your Pad, I will post a, a weekly video with some with some updates on on how things are going. But uh, now we are going to talk to Daniel, and Daniel is our is our guest for today. Daniel uh, has worked at Airbnb, and he's an Airbnb host. 
and he has a really cool service that's called Optimize My Airbnb. And he's recently looked at my listing and sent me a report with improvements. And I was really curious to uh, to get his insights because uh, he's you know he's a bit of an insider, and uh, he came up with some pretty awesome suggestions for my listing. And so I was uh, I was very excited about it, and I figured, you know, th- I have to share this with uh, with you guys. So Daniel, welcome to the show. Hey guys, thanks for having me, Jasper. You know, I think regarding your message at the beginning, you should solicit advice from some of your listeners as to where it might be a good place to buy. I'm sure some of them have some good intel. Oh, absolutely, yeah, that's a very good idea. So anyone who has some some good recommendations, uh, I would definitely appreciate uh, any advice. So. You can email me at jasper at getpaidforyourpad.com. What do you think? Me? Yeah. You know, I when I was working at Airbnb, I know a guy in finance who there's a lot of data available to employees. And a guy in finance who was, I would consider smart, took all this data. He was thinking of buying a house as well. And he landed on Seattle. So I would say look at Seattle. Interesting. Okay, I will. Uh, I will definitely look at that. What are the regulations there? Because one of the f- one of the first things I'll look at is, you know, what are the regulations right now? What's the enforcement, and how likely is that going to change? Because I don't really want to buy an apartment and then having to sell it again in a few years when Airbnb uh, blocks the calendar. Yeah, I hear you. I don't know. This was a year and a half ago, two years ago. So the regulations changed whatever they were back then but i i do read a lot of news on airbnb on a daily basis and i and i haven't i can't think i've heard anything about seattle so i'm guessing maybe the regulations aren't as stringent as london and barcelona amsterdam san francisco let's go on right okay well i'll definitely look into that but let's uh let's start with an introduction about what you've been up to and what are you up to right now Sure. I'll start with uh, January 2013. That's when I heard about Airbnb. My roommate told me about it, and I was looking for a job at the time. And so I applied for a position there. Didn't get it. Got a job at a different place, but stayed in touch and started working at Airbnb a few months later and was in finance. And so did for a couple of years and then left to join a local Airbnb property management company here in San Francisco and then the greater Bay Area. And I did that for about a year. And then I decided to leave and start my own Airbnb property management company up. And I did that in July, which I still have a small operation out here. But I quickly realized that I might not want to be in Airbnb property management for just a few reasons, personal reasons. It, it wouldn't let me uh, travel as much as I wanted to. And so I started thinking about what I could do that was more online. And I remembered when I was at the Airbnb property management company after I was at Airbnb. And to clarify, when I say Airbnb property management, it's not affiliated with Airbnb. It's a separate property management company that we only listed our, our listings on Airbnb, short-term property management. So... I went back to that year when I was at this company and when we had lagging listings, I would go into the listings and fiddle around, change some things around that I would result in more bookings. And undoubtedly for the vast majority of these, after I made these changes, there was a booking like day of 
or the next day. It was very quick. And that was incentive enough to me because I, at the time, had a bonus and it was based on revenue. So I started doing this a bit more to the listings that weren't doing as well. And I started noticing trends. And that's that's where the idea came from. And then I refined it a little bit more and created this website, which produces a eight to ten, eight to twelve page report depending on how much help your listing needs. And that's the um, that's the flagship service that I offer right now. Very cool, very cool. And um, so let's let's talk about uh, some of the best recommendations that you have for for Airbnb House. Uh, let's say the, the top three. Yeah, yeah. Let's get right into it. So I think the the first one that I'll go to because I probably see this the most is the title. A lot of people, for some reason, put two bed, one bath, luxurious, spacious house, and there's two things wrong with that title two bedroom one bathroom typically the guest has already searched for this at at a very minimum likely they've searched for two bedrooms one bathroom is just kind of assumed and luxurious spacious is descriptive but if you were to search your neighborhood there's probably a lot of houses that have very similar descriptive words bright beautiful whatever these kind of generic descriptive words so what I always do on 100% of my listings, I've never done this, is I'll change the title. And my recommendation is to put an amenity in the title. Like if you have a rooftop balcony or a hot tub or in some cities parking available, highlight this to the guests so that when they're on the search results, you're giving them a few more bits of information that your competitors aren't and they're more likely to click on your listing. That would be the one that I think is most common. The most important one, though, I think is photos. A lot of people have too many photos. A lot of people have blurry photos. A lot of people have numerous angles of the same room. A lot of people don't highlight their best photos first. A lot of people don't put captions on their photos. Photos are the most important of the listing, and on 100% of listings, I'll change a lot with the photos because people are visual nowadays. People have, um, you know, with, with Snapchat and tinder and instagram people have short attention spans they're as short as uh, or as as quick as they can swipe their finger that's people's attention spans so you really want to highlight your best photos first and specifically obviously but i guess it's not so obvious your very best photo first Uh, and then to add on to that you want to be careful with your first photo because so this is this is the third recommendation. The second recommendation was photos in general. The third recommendation is your your cover photo, your first photo, because you most people when they choose their cover photo, they're looking at the full size image on their laptop. But keep in mind that when a guest is searching, they see a smaller thumbnail version of that photo. So this photo could look great when it's blown up, but if there's too much detail, when that's all shoved together, it doesn't look as good. So the cover photo usually I do a photo that's a little more zoomed in that someone can really figure out what they're looking at and it's obviously got to look good and be clear yeah i think you're making some some really good points and you know it's it's uh it's interesting that uh one of the things you recommend that i totally agree with is when it comes to photos I remember writing an article, a very long article about you know how to optimize your your photo portfolio, and it's it's on getpaidforyourpet.com. But uh, you know, one of the insights that I had was I was thinking, on the one hand, you want to group the photos, 
but at the same time, you also want your best pictures to be first. And I, I struggled with that a little bit because I was thinking, okay, makes sense to have, if you have three pictures of the bedroom to put them together, if you have four pictures of the living room, you put them together. But then, you know, it's very important, as you, as you mentioned, the extension span is very short. So it's very important to, to get as much interest with the first pictures because that's, those are the pictures that people will look at first. And so what you recommended, what I think is really important is you just pick the best photo of each of your sections, so to speak, and you put those first, and then the rest of your pictures, those can be grouped together. Yep, that's exactly what I recommend. You gave away my secret, Jasper. <laughs> well, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. There, there are no secrets. You can go to my blog as well, and I, I give up. If you have the time to read, you can go and learn, learn all the I'm air quoting right now. You can learn all the secrets that I have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And the, and the other things that you mentioned, uh, I think are also really good. You actually uh, recommended a, a different title for, for my listing, which is really awesome. And I've actually, I've implemented it uh, as well. I really like how you came up with uh, you know, those, oh, those, those stars, like uh, the first word uh, in my title now has two big stars on either yep. side, which kind of like yep. makes it stand out, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all about standing out. There's so much competition, especially in it. Whenever I go to a new city, I'll look at the competition, especially in Amsterdam. There's a ton of competition. And so you just want to stand out. So yeah, sometimes I'll add in stars to a listing, which I think if a guest is scrolling down, they don't see that they, you know, they'll kind of perk up and be more likely to click on the listing. Yeah. Yep. So that's uh, that's really good advice. Uh, let's do one more recommendation. One more recommendation. Okay. So I will say there's so many. Which one is? Well, I let me let me give you let me give you what I thought was was one of your other really good okay. insights uh, right. that I've used to uh, to improve my listing, and that is the about the listing section and the description. Um, so yep. my. I always felt like you know I should provide people as much information as possible, and I, to make it readable, I use sh short paragraphs with with very descriptive words that help people imagine the experience versus just listing the facts. And one of the things yep. that you mentioned that really stuck with me was you said, "Well, most people just don't take the time to read everything," and so a better way to do it is to use short bullet points that sort of capture the the reader's interest that they can consume very quickly uh, instead of having to read a whole paragraph they'll just you know they'll be able to just look at quick bullet points like oh it has a hot tub it has a balcony it you know it has like really awesome bed sheets or whatever it may be yeah i totally agree that's definitely a big one especially at the very top just just that first summary part yeah i i almost always do bullet points it's just to get the person excited oh they have a hot tub they got a washer dryer they have a 80 inch HD TV, <clears throat> they have memory foam mattresses. So just like a bunch of bullet points. The one exception is the neighborhood part. I think it does make sense to be, um, I, I call it flowery language. I think in the neighborhood part, it does make sense to have a bit more flowery language, describe your neighborhood a bit more. What's the guest going to see when they walk outside. But with, with that as the exception, yeah, I always prefer bullet point, um, suggestions, but what I was going to say is I was thinking the, the three tips before I gave you, and this one as well as a listing tip, I was thinking of more of a hosting tip. Uh, okay. Like, so one, uh, and this, I think this was the first um, 
blog post that I ever wrote, but a lot of hosts um, complain to me that their guests don't read, which is true, they don't. So a suggestion that I make for a lot of them is at the very end of your listing, like in the uh, in the getting around section or maybe even the additional rules, you can put uh, you could put a short blurb saying, "Hey, if you read all of this, just put this code word with the one the example I give is banana pancakes. Put this code word in your message that I know you've read all the way down here because I find that guests who've read the list completely uh, are always a good match. And so if if a guest inquires without that code word, you know that they haven't read your whole listing. And some hosts do have some really important rules that guests need to know prior to booking. And so if they if you get a message without this code word, you can just simply say, hey, uh, you know, I, I noticed that um, the guests who have the best experiences are those that read my whole listing. So please make sure you, you uh, read the whole list and then uh, send me another message, something like that. Right. That's a, that's a good point. What do you think about the instant book feature? I, I was never a huge fan of it because as me as a host, it never worked for me. And then they started giving them a boost it makes sense, but it's really not in the the Airbnb style. I think it should be there, but I think they push it a lot. When I search, you know, a box pops up that says like, hey, put this instant book on. It's better for you. When I created a listing recently or when I was optimizing a listing recently, um, I actually turned it off on accident and I had to go through like, a six or seven step tutorial about why I shouldn't turn it off. It took me like five minutes <laughs> and then I eventually just turned it right back on. Cause that's what this host wanted. But so I, I think it's needed, but it shouldn't be the, a huge focus that it is. Right. Um, I just, I just remembered that there was one other thing that you recommended that I changed. So I've always been using two nights as a, mi a minimum stay and you you recommended to setting it to one night and the reason why i put it at two nights in the first place was because i was thinking you now it's a lot of uh it's a lot of hassle to sort of turn over the house for you know for just one night and i, I just figured it would put a, a lot of stress on my on my property manager you know to do these one day turnovers but after you recommended it to me, I was I kind of revisited the the idea of uh, of allowing one night stays, and I had a chat with uh, the lady that manages my house, and she actually was okay with it because I guess in her mind she's just thinking more bookings means also that you know I'm gonna make more money as well, and so I decided to accept one night stays, and I immediately got two one night bookings, um, which which is great because I also think that. You know, the more bookings that you get, the more people that you host, the more reviews that you get, you know, it all helps. So other than the financial gain of having that one night, it's it's also the, the activity, the extra conversion that because Airbnb looks, I'm sure Airbnb looks at, you know, how many people look at your listing and how many people actually book it. And so every, every booking, I think, helps uh, to get more bookings in the future. That's true. That that obviously assuming you're a good host and getting <laughs> good reviews. But I think that's true. The problem with two night stays and out of all the out of all the listings I've I've taken a look at, I would say ninety five percent of them 
have at a minimum two night stays. No one ever has really one night stay. So you're, uh, another um, blog post that I'm going to write is why you should be dog friendly. There's probably like 5% of listings on Airbnb that are dog friendly. Uh, most people just kind of defer to, to no pets. But if you're dog friendly, now you're opening up yourself to all these other guests. Um, but the problem with the two night stay on Airbnb is that I wish they had a feature that would allow you to do two night stay minimum stays. But if you have an orphan night, one night open, that the guests could book that night. And I would even like it to go a step further that if you have an orphan night or just one night, it would be 10 or 15% higher the cost than two nights or longer. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a nice option to have, nice functionality. Well, you probably still know some people at Airbnb, so maybe you can su suggest it to them. <laughs> yeah, I, sh I should, I will. <laughs> I've tried a couple digital guidebook tools these past months, and I've decided to use Hostly. I've used Hostly to create an online and printable guidebook to show my guests my favorite coffee places in town and my listing information. My guest feedback has been great. They use my recommendations and I'm getting few questions from my guests as a result. I've included screenshots of my guidebook on Airbnb as a way to differentiate my listing from others. Make your own guidebook at hostfully.com pad. All right, so um, so yeah, well, uh, you know, I, I definitely think you, you did a great job. I've uh, thought a lot about my listing, and obviously I've, I've talked about Airbnb uh, quite a lot uh, on this podcast, but also writing the book and, and, and the blog posts and everything. So, you know, I was very curious to see your report, and uh, I have to say I was I was quite impressed. Uh, I definitely Good. got some new insights from it, so I, I think it was totally uh, totally worth it. And you know, that's obviously the reason why I invited you uh, to to be a guest on on the show. So. I definitely recommend your your service to to everybody. I think uh, well, let's let's go through the details and see and uh, let's talk about how it works. Like, what does it cost? How can people sign up, etc. Yeah. So the it's obviously go to optimizemyairbnb.com. There's a there is a get optimized yellow button at the top right of every page, and it, the cost is ninety nine dollars. And I advertise on my homepage earned 627% more within a week after my optimization. So to clarify that, I get a few questions on that. I, For an additional $50, I'll go in and make all these changes for you. Plus, I'm able to do additional analysis over photos and text. So anyone, anyone of my hosts who pays that additional $50, I measure the, I, I monitor the listing for the next seven days. And I compare how much uh, reservation income they got in that next seven days, and I compare that to their nightly rate, and that's where the 627% comes from. So if your nightly rate's $100, you can expect on average $627 in the next seven nights. So that's where that number comes from, um, and if you have questions about that, you can ask me. But the service is $99. If you're not sure if you need it, I always recommend hosts send me their listing. Just send me an email with their listing and I'll let you know very honestly uh, how much you could benefit from my service. Um, there's some people who I just give them a few tips and say, you know, you're already doing great. It probably won't be worth your money. And the reason I do that is because I offer a full refund. So if someone pays and they're not happy, then I'll give them a full refund. No questions asked if you're not satisfied. Um, 
the whole reason I'm doing this is so that hosts are successful. So I offer follow-up email support as well after you purchase it. So I, I know there's a lot of hosts and I've, and I'm a host too. And I know that pain of why haven't I got an inquiry in three weeks? It's, um, it's really confusing. When you call Airbnb, they don't, they're not really forthcoming, which makes sense because, you know, I'm sure they get millions of those calls a day. So that that's how it works. Uh, send, you can make the purchase. Uh, I say delivery within 24 hours. Some, sometimes there's a lag depending on how, how many I actually have to do. But that's it. Super simple. Awesome. And of course, for Get Paid for Your Pet listeners, there's always has to be a discount. So what are you offering? Yeah, I'm offering <laughs> I'm offering $10 off. When you go into the Buy Now page, there's a section where it says, how did you find my website? If you want to put Jasper there, you'll get $10 off. This will come as a credit to you after you purchase. So you're going to purchase the $99 and then I'll issue a $10 credit to you via credit card or PayPal, however you choose to pay. Awesome. Well, that's really that's cool. And thank you for your generous offer. And uh, I recommend everybody to go ahead and uh, send Daniel an email. Uh, he's, uh, even if you think that he won't be able to improve anything, he'll, he'll, uh, he'll actually take a look at your listing and let you know if he thinks he can make a lot of improvements. And, you know, based on my experience, I definitely think that, uh, the answer is going to be yes for for most people. Well, let's say because you've looked at a lot of listings, like what percentage of listings do you think you can, you know, you can make significant changes? Okay, I would let's put them into two categories: someone who just needs minor changes and someone who needs significant changes. I would say that because the report that I provide, as you know, it does have specific listing recommendations, but I also provide kind of general uh, suggestions and hosting tips. Uh, one of the general suggestions I provide is respond to reviews. And that's for, that's for a few, a few reasons. I also have a blog post on that. So I would say that 60 to 70%, um, their report is 12 pages long. Sometimes they're even 13 pages long. So that would be significant. And then I'd say 20, 30%, the report comes out to only eight pages or so. Right, so it's uh, the majority of the listings that you look at. You uh, you send them a 12, 13 page report with uh, with quite a lot of recommendations. Yeah, yeah, and I've even had I have a lot of super hosts. Actually, I'm surprised at how many. Probably about thirty to forty percent who pay for my service are already super hosts, and none of them have ever asked for a refund. So there there are they do find it valuable, and I look at their listing, and there are things that they can they can do to improve um so that was something that was interesting to me when i first started this interesting yeah i've noticed that too that a lot of people uh, in, in my community are actually already doing a, a pretty good job and uh, it just makes me think that there's kind of two categories right there's there's the people who do airbnb you know kind of on the side and they do it for fun and you know they create their listing and you know i'm not saying they're doing a bad job but they're not necessarily you know, trying to optimize everything or, or, you know, make the full hundred percent, uh, out of it, what they, what they can get out of it. And then there's uh and then there's a group of people who, you know, who see it more as, you know, they have an asset and they want to monetize it and they want to just make the most out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people have a lot going on. If, if you wanted to focus on this, you can, you can really think about how ways you can improve. You can find blogs and, and read about ways to do it, but 
people have a lot going on. I think it, there's a lot of value in just saving them time by looking at their listing and making the changes uh, right there for them. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, uh, Daniel, thanks a lot for uh, coming on the show. And, uh, you know, I hope that a lot of people will go ahead and uh, use your service. And uh, I'm sure they'll they'll probably make their money back really quickly. Like I made my money back really quickly because I in, immediately got two one night bookings. So uh, so thanks a Perfect. lot and uh, good luck uh, with uh, with everything. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm a fan of the podcast, so it's an honor to be on. Awesome, awesome. So uh, I'll just re- quickly repeat uh, the offer. So if if you go to optimizemyairbnb.com and in the how did you find us box, you can mention my name and then you get $10 off the service. So it'll be $89 instead of 99 And those $10 will be credited to you after you've purchased the service. And of course, you can also go to getpaidforyourpet.com where you will find the show notes of this episode and all the links as well as all sorts of other articles uh, about Airbnb and uh, next week there will be another episode so we'll see you then get paid for your pet 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 Get paid for your pet